Welcome to the School Yoga Coach Podcast. My name is Molly, and I am a middle school teacher, a trauma-informed yoga teacher, and I'm the founder of the Instructional Yoga Coach Training Program, because we believe that every school needs a yoga teacher. Hey, you know what today is? Today is a great day place your self-care as your number one priority. And I'm going to help you do that. As part of our Tranquil Teacher membership, whether it's an individual membership or a school membership, one of the things we do is provide weekly self-care curriculum to teachers. And what that means is that every week we send you a strategy or a little bit more information or education or examples or models so that you can practice a new strategy to help with your own self-care. And when we talk about self-care, we mean the intentional actions we take in order to rebalance our nervous system. So it might be a little bit different than what other people picture when they talk about self-care. It's not just manicures and massages and vacations, which are awesome, but we talk about self-care as those things we can apply any minute of any day, or at least some of them, right? All day long, we can be practicing some of these strategies to keep our nervous system more in balance and to reduce the amount of stress and stress hormones we have constantly circulating through our body. So I'm going to quickly go over the seven main elements of well-being that are included in our self-care curriculum. And then I have an eighth one as a bonus, so keep listening all the way to the end because it'll show you how we combine all those previous seven together. So the first one that we focus on is the simplest, it is also the most powerful, and it can be done almost at any time by anyone, and that is breath awareness and then breath control. So breath awareness simply is the practice of becoming aware of how our breath is moving in and out of our body, whether that's full breaths, um, tight breaths, deep slow, rapid, all of that. So just becoming aware of that and then learning to adjust how we breathe to create that balance in the nervous system. Incredibly powerful, scientifically backed, and we know that this is one of the number one um, things we can do on purpose that helps with heart rate variability. Heart rate variability is one of the key indicators of cardiac health and um, a risk factor for any cardiac incidents. Number two that we focus on is physical awareness. So that's becoming aware of our physical sensations in our body and even just like the fact that we have different parts of our body. The older we get, the less attention we give to parts of our body that are not maybe an immediate part of our job, or things like that. So, for example, many adults become very unaware of the sensations in their feet and legs, particularly during times of stress. 
We can also become unaware of posture and how we're holding our body, whether that's tension in the body or uh, uh, sort of a crookedness in the body or hunched over. So becoming aware of all those physical sensations and postures and then once again, choosing things that we can do to shift that and make any changes that are going to help us feel better physically, but also send the message to the nervous system for ease and alertness. The third thing we focus on is the mind, our thoughts and our mindset. So our thoughts are just part of being a human and that they are something that as teachers, we place a high priority on, right? We're always like thinking about things and teaching kids to think and listening to others about how to think and critical thinking, all of that. So we have a lot of attention given to the mind. Um, And that's great, right? That's wonderful. It's where we can make decisions and plan for the future. But our mind also brings with it all of its um, genetically inherited survival thoughts. So those are the things that are going to circulate in our mind to make sure we're safe and and be on the lookout for danger. So that's an, also a natural and normal part of a healthy brain, but we can also get hung up on those and use those those survival thoughts to create our reality. And when we do that, we send that messaging all the way into our body and our nervous system and keeps us in that fight or flight or fearful way of thinking. So this might show up as worrying. It might show up as a constant state of negativity. If if your immediate reaction to everything is cynical, negative, or uh, despondent, we just want to notice those thought patterns And this is not in a way to dismiss any negativity that's in the world that's kind of leading us to that. That just means our brain is responding to things that are not necessarily healthy or in our best interest or the brain is at least perceiving it that way. But the problem is it's very focused on that one or two little things and it kind of clouds out all of the positive things we do have in our life, which could be your own way of thinking and your own sense of joy. It could be other people in your life. It could be other experiences you're having. And it's these moment-to-moment joyful experiences that we learn to grasp and hold on to and become aware of so that it, it gives us that more joyful and, and less survival or fear-driven Uh, way of thinking and feeling. Number four is focusing on our environment or our personal space. We know that having a space that includes bits of nature has an immediate effect on a person's attitude, their sense of belonging, and just their overall sense of ease. So we talk about what we can do to our environment and what we can do to create more comfortable or mindful or easeful uh, environments or personal spaces. That might be at work, 
It might be in your car. It might be at home. It might even just be your clothing, you know, what you're wearing. So all of these things are covered in our curriculum under environment and personal space. Number five is going a little bit deeper and into a more purposeful practice, and that is meditation. So while these other four are sort of like ongoing senses of awareness, meditation is a purposeful awareness of focusing the thoughts or focusing the attention for an extended period of time. That period of time can be as little as a minute or five minutes, or we can build it up to, you know, 20 minutes is kind of the, what the science says creates the most impactful changes when that's done repeatedly over and over again. But you don't have to do 20 minutes. You can start with just one minute of purposeful focus. And sometimes we focus on something external, like a picture or a candle or just a blank wall. Sometimes we focus on something internal, like the breathing pattern or a thought or word that we're repeating in our, in our mind. The sixth thing that we focus on in our self-care curriculum is community. And that means building a community of, of trusted people that we can feel vulnerable with, that we can share honestly how we're feeling and what we're doing, but also a, a community that, us, that inspires us to greater things or better ways of being, can model maybe um, some of these practices or can encourage the changes we're trying to make. So while as teachers, we really have a large community, don't we? And a lot of those people in our community right now, and that can be me at times, it might be you at times, we can get pretty vocal about some of the things, injustices or pain or problems that we see in our educational system. And that's great. But what we're focusing on is, okay, now that I've got that out there and I know how that makes me feel, who can I go and talk to who will help repair the feelings that I'm having inside me? It's not necessarily the people who are going to help me repair the education system. Might be. But our focus on Tranquil Teacher memberships is that we help build our our internal sense of ease back up. So in other words, it's those people that can breathe with us, that can encourage awareness of our physical body, and mostly can feed into a positive or a more hopeful mindset. And I do prefer the word, the word hopeful because sometimes the word positive is interpreted as like pretend everything's great like rose-colored glasses but I do believe that we can all include a more hopeful mindset um, in the way we deal with or approach the chaos those problems in our life so that's what our community is for and that can be as few as you know two other people or it can be as many as, you know, a whole entire group committed to the same, the same priority. So that would be our, our Tranquil Teachers group, right, is more than two. And we all have that same focus on a hopeful priority. 
And then the seventh thing that we include as part of our self-care curriculum is a focus on regaining or encouraging creativity. So teachers are some of the most creative people I know, whether it's what we're doing in the classroom, what we're doing for kids, how we're decorating the classroom, and those are all wonderful. But I also can see the flip side where people are then feeling taken advantage of or um, they're told they can't, can't, can't decorate that way or things are broken or stolen. So while being creative as a teacher is, might be something you include as part of your career, we focus on the creativity that, that feeds your, I'll call it your creative soul, beyond the classroom. So if you love decorating your classroom, we definitely want to help you and, you know, branch out into another area of doing that. Maybe it's your own space. Maybe it's doing that space for other people. Maybe you just need to regain um, access to one of the joys of creativity you had in your childhood of drawing or coloring or writing. And doing this in a way and with a community that encourages that hopeful outlet as well. So hopeful of what it does for you, hopeful in how you share it with other people, hopeful in how it is responded to out in the world, and then just letting it go. So the reason we cover all seven of those is because of this eighth focus. And this one we don't, we don't cover as often, um, but, but we do consider it an essential part of what we do in our Tranquil Teacher Membership because we base all of our content and curriculum on trauma-informed mindfulness and yoga principles. And so we know that as teachers and, of course, our students, that we have all experienced a couple of months or years of, or several years of a very stressful and for some of us very traumatic experiences and events. So stressful means that it's put us in a state of, like I said, those stress hormones constantly flooding our, our body. And then trauma might be something that now has us reacting in this moment to something that happened a month ago, a year ago, or even five years ago. So that's where we might call that our traumatic response versus our stress response. Stress is responding to what's happening right now. Trauma is responding to something that already happened and it's over, but our body has carried the pain of that or the fear of that into our daily uh, responses. And sometimes we're aware of it and sometimes we're not. So this is where all those seven um, lead to addressing recovery or resilience from the stress response or trauma response. When we bring awareness to our breath, to our body, to our thoughts, when we take ownership and take control of those things, as well as the things we can impact in our space and in our community, 
And when we are given an, or take an opportunity to be creative, though all of those things are part of what Bessel van der Kolk would recommend in his book on trauma, The Body Keeps the Score, as part of recovering from traumatic responses or stress responses. The traumatic response has us locked in a physical sensation and a mindset from the past. It views our environment as a reflection of the past. It locks our breath in how it responded in that traumatic event. Also, as part of trauma, we might feel isolated and we feel like things are out of our control and things are happening to us. So the community and creativity are the ways that we move out of that. Because if we can create, we can take nothing and turn it into something, or we can take eggs and flour and turn it into a a loaf of bread or a beautiful cake. We are taking our mindset and that trauma response, and we are yanking it out of the past and moving it into the future. And that might be just for the moment. It might be something we need to do over and over again. Uh, Most trauma resilience is a process, is a slow-moving process, or at least a multi-step process. If it's severe, you might also need to include therapy or some attention from a doctor. That's not what this is. I am not a doctor and I am not a therapist, but I am providing you with the information as part of trauma-informed yoga and as part of the Tranquil Teacher membership. I hope that at least one of those areas resonates with you, and I hope you can also see how they, they all blend together. They all come together to create a healthy way of moving through the world. That means that if you choose to keep working and you are able to keep showing up in in a very difficult environment, then you should be allowed to do that without people telling you how bad it is. Like, I admire you. I think it's great. I hope that people think I've done that at times. I think I have. And it's a very rewarding thing to be able to bring your best self into a really tough situation and know that you are helping someone, okay? And so if you are able to do that, whether you're helping someone in your classroom or you're helping your own family by providing an income, that's fantastic. And if you're like, oh, you know what? I'm done teaching. I want to go do something else. Then that's wonderful too. But I want you to know that you might be bringing with you right? Some of the stress and trauma that you've experienced into your next venture. So this is still wonderful self-care for you, even if you're no longer in the classroom. Our purpose is not to get people to not be working. It is not to be bashing our education system. It is to be supporting all of the individuals that are working with kids in schools and other organizations It is to be supporting leadership, especially leadership that is 
definitely trying to change that culture amidst a political atmosphere that is making it very difficult. We just want to keep providing the self-care and areas of system care that can make that happen for our kids' benefit, our teachers' benefit, and our community's benefit. If these sound good to you, please come and join us at our Tranquil Teacher Membership. You'll see the link in the show notes. It's very affordable. And then if you are part of a a school that's trying to adopt a mindful culture or that's struggling to figure out how to support teacher self-care and maybe they're kind of missing the mark and they're just saying, hey, at our next meeting, self-care, talk to somebody. You know, they're, they're trying, they're trying, and we want to encourage that trying, but they might not know, have the tools. They might not know exactly what to do. And so uh, send them my way as well. I'd love to work with your school and your school leadership to talk about how to add other layers to our mindful culture and look at our school and our environment through the eyes of a trauma-informed mindful culture. You guys, I appreciate everything you do every day that you show up for kids and most importantly, every day that you show up for yourself because that has the most impact on every person you meet. If you liked something you heard here, please subscribe to this podcast and share this episode and any other episodes with a teacher in your life or a school leader in your life who you think would benefit from joining us. And may you find joy and purpose in each day. Be well, my friends. Hey, thanks for joining me on the School Yoga Coach Podcast. If you'd like to learn more or check out some of the resources that I am sharing with both teachers and yoga teachers, please visit www.schoolyogacoach.com. Stay well, everybody.